Welcome to How to Get a Job College Student Edition, the podcast for first-generation and minority college students. Each episode will feature topics such as highlights from students who have completed the Mastering College to Career Mentoring Program, networking opportunities, and unique insights from industry thought leaders. So if you're looking for your guide to success, you're in the right place. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome back to this episode of the How to Get a Job podcast. And today we have one of my mentors here, uh, and we're going to be talking about his new book. Uh, My mentor, Jack Dillon, is here with me today. I met Jack at Toastmasters probably about over five years ago, maybe even longer than five years ago. And he recently just launched an amazing, amazing book that I read before this interview called Jump the Line, 101 Lessons for Professional Success. And, um, and I'm going to let Jack obviously talk a little bit more about the book, but I'm going to tell you all a little bit of my takeaways from this book. Um, this book is a shortcut into your career. So a lot of you who are listening to me right now are listening to this because you are in the job search process. You're, you know, and here's the thing, you're going to get a job. It might take you 90 days. It might take you, uh, it might take you a week. It might take you a month. It might take you six months, but you will get a job. And once you get a job, it's just the beginning of the journey. And it's about how you master, or not necessarily master, but how you navigate your career that's going to allow you to really amplify what you end up doing with your career, or, you know, it might take you longer. And this book right here should be mandated for anybody that gets a job to allow you to learn some of the main core skills, whether you're a, a finance student, a marketing student, an engineering student, to allow you to deal with what everybody has to do with leadership, communication skills. Um, even if you're not in sales, you, all of us are in sales. So all of that is spoken in this book, but without further ado, uh, Jack, welcome. How are you? Daniel, I'm fine, thanks. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Like I was just telling you before we started recording, I think I'm gonna get back into golf. I mean, I'm not really good at golf. I took some lessons. Uh, I took a semester class at Valencia College. Um, I, when I started my corporate career, um, I was really, everybody was saying I need to do golf is good for business. And, um, I went golfing a couple of times. And even when I was at PepsiCo, I would go golfing, uh, twice a year for charity golf tournaments. And I was always really bad, but it, thank God it's always best ball wins. So, and then that always allowed me to, to go, but so I'm doing well, I'm excited. I know you're a big golfer. Your whole career was in the golf industry. And so I wanted to just to share that. Well, you have to remember everyone's bad at golf, Daniel. So you're just part of the crowd. You're not, you're not out there alone. Golf is a frustrating, humbling game, but it's, it brings you back that one shot every day, every round brings you back. Excellent. So Jack, the book is out. How are you feeling? I feel fantastic. I feel proud. I am uh, lucky to have a good team that surrounded me as we finished the book. I am proud of the uh, content. We, uh, we took a long time to, to write it and move away from some of the lessons. We originally had 124 lessons and we called it down to the current number 101. We think there's a lot of really good content in there that'll help people of any path in any path because in the end of the day, business is truly about people. And a lot of the lessons pertain to getting along with people and just understanding your own self as you jump into the world each and every morning. And, and Jack, so there's 101 lessons, but I, 
can you walk us through how you divided the book? Because I think that that was really strategic, really smart, and made it really easy to consume. Thanks, Daniel. Yes. Originally, I just compiled life lessons from the book in the book that I had learned over several decades from several managers. And then I realized that there were so many other lessons that I had learned beyond the managers that I reported to over the years. So I began to pile them. And once I had this pile of lessons, I realized that they were easy for me to understand, but they had no real life outside of my eyeballs. So I decided to put them into sections based on attitude, based on communications, which are both extremely vital in the world of work. I built it on networking, sales, communications, leadership. And then there were some lessons that didn't really have a fit. So I built that section termed career stew, valuable lessons, but lessons that just didn't have a place. Yeah. And Jack, we'd love to hear your motivation about writing this book. I know before, um, you know, when we were talking before I hit record, you kind of said, hey, uh, I recently retired and now I'm in this phase in my life where I kind of want to give back. And, and this book is the start of that. Um, but can you share a little bit more about, you know, how did you come up with the concept of this book and, and that all the experience that really made you re like, not necessarily ready, but it's a, yeah, all the experience that you've gathered throughout the year by working with so many different bosses and leaders to be able to write this amazing book. Well, the important thing is when you get to a certain age, Daniel, you realize that there are many, many people that help you along the way. And unfortunately, because I am at an age where a lot of those people are either no longer with us or they're just out of touch, uh, it's much more valuable to pay it forward than to pay it backwards. So my belief is if I can help some young men and young women to jump the line and to miss some of those big deep potholes that life just brings your way, I felt that was worth it. And as I began to write, I realized that although there were many lessons gleaned from managers, there was so much more content that was important that I wanted to leave and pay it forward. And those subjects, again, included a lot of really important things that some people coming out of school just don't realize how valuable they are as they hit the job landscape. Amazing. Let's dive through. I would be interested to talk about what, what are your top three lessons? So I know you, there was probably hundreds. You at one point had 124. You narrowed down to 101. Let's narrow it down even further. What are your top three lessons? Well, one lesson, and I know, don't know if they're in order, but number one, don't eat lunch alone. Take the time, invest the time to have lunch with important people that can be important to your career. Spend the, spend, the, spend the money, whether it's buying them a cup of coffee, buying them a cup of soup, or investing in your career by buying important people a meal. Get in front of people. There's so many times where young people feel afraid to reach out. But if people reached out to me, I'd be more than happy to spend time with them. And I think People just need to get over the fear factor of, boy, I can't approach that woman. I can't approach that man. They're just 
They're just too valuable. They're just too important. But realize this, that everyone has breakfast, everyone has lunch. So if you can just grab a little bit of money and a little bit of time, you can take away lessons that are so valuable and you can leave an impression on people that can pay dividends for you long-term. So number one is don't eat alone. Number two is what's in it for me? That was a really important lesson I learned a little bit later in my career. Understanding that everyone thinks about themselves. If you're sitting there giving a speech, all that person in the audience thinks about is, why am I here and what's in it for me? So anytime you're one-on-one or anytime you're with a group, it's really important that the message you're sending has value to the receiver. And number three is your attitude in the morning. It's so important to, to have energy, to be excited in your day, to wake up ready to attack the day, ready to win the day, and ready to learn each and every day. Because whether you're 22 or whether you're 67, actually 68, the world means today that you must continue to learn. So wake up every morning with an attitude that you want to not only attack the day, but you want to learn from it each and every day. Those are three critical lessons. That Those are great. I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about each one of them. So number one, you've mentioned about never eating uh, alone. And um, I think that that is such an amazing piece of advice. And even in this virtual world that we live in, um, even do Zoom calls, right? The, the point here is not about so much about the lunch as it is about building the relationship and understanding that um, your, the, your network is actually, relationships are actually the true currency of life, right? And yes. um, if, if you have a strong enough network, professional network, and you build in, it doesn't happen overnight. It's about cultivating those relationships. You will recession-proof your career. You will not have to you won't struggle to find a job because you'll have people that know what you're, what you bring to the table and make sure they to, to put you to work. Right. Um, so I love, love that lesson. I think the second lesson, if, if, if correct me if I'm wrong, Jack, this, the second lesson um, that you, wow, I'm blanking out. What was the second, the second lesson that you shared? W I I F M. Yep. What's, What's in it for me? me right. Um, and that is so true, right? Like, we, it, I've also found that humans are just selfish creatures, right? And it's always what's in it for, for you, right? For, for the individual. And I think um, that even applies as you're job searching right now and you're networking, right? When you're networking, most people want to make it about you. Hey, my name is Daniel. I'm a marketing student at the University of Central Florida. Here's my resume. I'm looking for A, B, and C. But when you, what, what did you just do right there? You just made this whole conversation all about you. And so it's really important to actually flip it around. Say, hey, Jack, uh, nice to meet you. What do you do? Uh, tell me about yourself. Now, what could happen is that Jack could work in the marketing department of a company and they could be looking for someone. But by starting by making it about them, making them feel special, um, you're going to be able to build a stronger bond and actually be able to find out what they're looking for and be able to find ways to add value to them. So I think um, th that is extremely extremely uh brilliant advice uh jack um and then and understand the understand that networking is like a savings account yes it's important to make deposits and to do things for people and believe me no matter your 
experience or your age, there are things that you can do for others. So it isn't always about asking for help and asking for support and asking for a reference. It's also about making deposits and doing things for others. Yeah, yeah. And then the last one you talked about, the right attitude in the morning. I am a firm believer that if you win the morning, you win the day. And if you win the day, you win the week. And if you win the week, you win, you win the month and so on. And so um, I, I think that's really, really important to just have the right attitude. Uh, I think attitude is it's a big part of everything, right? Um, if you have the right attitude, you could be a, you could be coachable. You can uh, you're, you can become a fast learner. So all this trickle down effects. Amazing. It absolutely works. The people with the best, most receptive attitudes are the people with the biggest smile, the people that want to do things for you. And those people move forward faster simply because they just look like they want to win. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, those were great advice. Let's let's round it up. I guess it's not round it up. Let's let's add two more to the list. Let's get let's, let's get a top five going. Next would be brevity. I think brevity is extremely important. We live in an eight-second, three-click world today, where if you don't get someone's attention instantaneously, they have moved on. So be brief in your correspondence. Be brief in your conversations. Be brief in your texting. You don't want to send stories. People don't have time or don't make time for stories. So be concise, watch the words that you use, and think of brevity with each and every correspondence that you have. And then for the fifth uh, piece of advice? When you're angry, when you're really mad in a situation, someone sent you a bad email, someone came to your office and dressed you down, Take your time, take a walk, take a deep breath, never send a note in anger, never send an email or a text in anger, sleep on it, think about it the next day. If it's still important to you, then have a one-on-one -on -one conversation, but never send a note or never have a comeback conversation in anger. There's a story in the book about Abraham Lincoln. After he passed, after he was assassinated, his assistant cleaned out his office and inside his desk were several letters written in anger to generals in his service. None of those letters were sent because of the nature of the letter. And he was wise enough not to send those letters of anger. Yeah. It's so, so interesting um, that you say that, you know, and a lot of times we just need to sleep through it. And if you still feel the same way the next day, maybe you should say it, right? But like having that time apart to either write out your feelings or even sleeping through it um, does allow you to really rethink the situation and say, hey, am I speaking out of anger or am I actually being logical about this decision, right? Um, sure. and, uh, you know, a lot of times, it's, you know, it's even kind of how we buy things. We buy things because of an emotion attachment to it. And then we try to justify with logic. But think about it. Think about being in an angry situation and responding right there or sleeping on it and responding tomorrow. Yeah. There's no, no way you're going to have that same attitude the morning 
that you did at that instant where someone really got under your skin. Yeah, no, that makes, that makes so much sense. Jack, where can we find a copy of your book and how can we learn more about you if we're interested about learning about your writing and your future work? The book is on uh, Amazon. It's uh, as an ebook or as a paperback. It's also on barnesandnoble.com and also on iPhone. It's, you can get it through I, your iTunes Apple account. Amazing, amazing. Jack, super proud of you, my friend. This is awesome. What a great, great book you wrote here. Um, I'm going to put a link to the Amazon um, on the show notes. If you're interested in learning more about the book and purchasing it, it's, it's on Amazon. And I'll also put a link to Jack's LinkedIn account so you can connect with them and follow his great advice there. Jack, thank you so much again. And for everybody listening, I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Daniel, thank you very much. You've been listening to How to Get a Job College Student Edition. We hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give us a quick rating for the show. And if you use Spotify, go ahead and give us a follow so you'll be notified whenever we upload. Until the next time, catch you guys on the next episode.